It's time for Aki's A-List. From the mind of the man who understands the four P's of Waddle's world. Aki's A-List. The top questions and topics floating around in Tyler Aki's mind. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? Aki's A-List on ESPN Chicago. Ah, Tyler Aki. From the young mind of Tyler Aki, the executive producer of Waddle and Sylvie. We were just having a good fantasy football conversation. Yes. Decision has to be made. Huge showdown in the ESPN yeah. Chicago so fantasy Miller's football in here going, league. Well, you know, the Buccaneers have the worst secondary, one of the worst in, the, in all trolling. the NFL. He's trolling. And he says, so I would probably start Stafford. Well, what do you mean? Wait, wait a second. Stafford's playing against the New Orleans Saints. Well, I said Lawrence is in concussion protocol. You can't yeah. just count on him starting. And your best option in case he doesn't go is playing on Thursday night. So you're going to want to take, again, you're going to win because my guys went off last week on my bye. So it's a fait accompli. You guys will be playing in the championship, probably against Danny Lynch or Sarah Spain. So Well, not probably. If we get to the postseason, there's only two choices. Yes. It'll be Danny or Sarah. Exactly. So that's right. what I'm saying. Well, you guys are in good shape. You're just babbling now when it comes to this. So forget it. Move on. No fantasy football conversation, Tyler. What's up? What's All on right. your mind? I thought this was interesting from Michael Wilbon yesterday. You know, one of the things that's been pointed out about Caleb Williams over the course of the draft discourse and will the Bears draft him, won't they draft him, what are they going to do at quarterback? But this was Michael Wilbon who does have a family tie with the Caleb Williams family. And he knows so, the kid and he knows the and family. And he knows the family. So this was him talking about Caleb Williams' character, which is something that has been called into question in this pre-draft process. I can't tell you anything about any conjecture. He is a really good kid. I don't need to say reportedly. I don't need to say allegedly. He's a great kid. Yeah. I know him. He's a great kid. That's it. I don't, I don't know anything else that people around him, his parents, or he doesn't have an entourage. He doesn't. You know, last year on his bye week, he came back to his high school and watched a football game. <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't, I don't pay any attention to crap like that. So that's nothing that would would draw your attention at all. And any, it wouldn't even yeah, draw my right. comment, right? So much less my attention. So you you would have no problem with character if the Bears would draft him. None. As a matter of fact, that would be a plus. So that was Michael Wilbon talking about Caleb Williams and his character yesterday with you guys. And I ask you, how concerned are you about some of the off-the-field things when it comes to Caleb Williams? What are the off-the-field things? Well, you hear all of these different rumors. Now, not all of these are true, but you hear the rumors about that stuff. You saw the the thing with him crying in the stands. There was also the uh, report that he wants equity in a team. There's the report, will he even go to the draft? Boy, that all sounds like noise. You, yeah. First of all, you can't have equity in a team. Yeah, you can, you want, can't you can play, want it all you want. You can't play for a team and own part of it, right? Yeah. I mean, only it's legal. No. Nobody's giving you equity in a team. So stop that. The biggest thing that concerns me is Caleb Williams' play against Notre Dame the last biggest year, thing Utah, that, some of the better the defenses The biggest thing that, that concerns me is his size. Sure. I guess yes. That's what would be my biggest concern. And again, you know, I have watched I have watched Caleb Williams play the way everybody else has. I know everyone out there is an expert. I'm not. So I'm going to be the first to tell you. I'm going to be willing to tell you I'm not an expert. I haven't studied him. I haven't studied his film. What I've seen from him is what the television shows me on a Saturday in and a Saturday out uh, situation. You know, the, you bring up his size. 
He's 6'1", 215. Patrick Mahomes is 6'2", 225. Is he? I, we I mean, see again, how he like, measures I, at the combine. Right. Yeah, I mean that. That's all. I didn't say that. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I like size was the issue for me with Bryce Young. I would have never drafted him, and I said that from the very beginning because everybody that I talked to said he was five foot ten or five foot eleven and one hundred and eighty two pounds. Yeah, and you can't exist in the National Football League at that size. And I think what you I, just can't. I think that what we've seen from Bryce Young is not so much. Listen, he measured. He ended up being six foot even at the combine. And I think he packed on the pounds to the point where he got to 200 at the weigh-in. However, I think if you watch him and you see him now on the field, as opposed, you know, he looks slight. You know, yeah. so the height's a problem. The thickness for Bryce Young is a problem. That's why when you look at Mike, Caleb Williams is thicker. Yes. And I think when you look at Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray's not the biggest quarterback in the league. He's short, but he's he's stout as well. Yes. For, you know what I mean? There's some thickness to him that I think helps protect him yeah. from all the abuse that you take when you're a mobile quarterback. And the reason the question I would, you know, the size would be something I, Tyler, I would, I would just keep an eye on it. Yeah, I'm not saying sure. that they're lying about his height and his weight, but it would be something that definitely would be important to me knowing how he plays the position. He's also somebody he can make. He can play from inside the pocket. He can make yeah. play from outside the pocket. But he does have a tendency to put himself in harm's way. So his size would be something that would definitely be on my radar. And I think his size is probably the biggest question as to why some people would draft Drake May or well, he's six four, yeah, and two thirty. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a monster. Yeah, yeah. like size wise, he's you know his quote unquote prototypical size. Well, so I don't know how much of Caleb you've watched this year, or I, I watched, guess it, it doesn't I, really I matter what you, game. It doesn't really matter what when you watch him. But do you ever watch him and he looks small? Like I, I've never looked at him and been like, "Ah, oh, that's a small quarterback." Yeah, I'm not saying he's huge. He's certainly not built like Justin Fields or Drake May or Justin Herbert or any of these guys. I haven't. You're right. I mean, I've never watched him play and go, "Wow, he's tiny." Um. I don't think injury's ever been an issue for him. No, I don't either. think he's missed a game. So, um, it just look. That's that's that would be on my uh, that would be on my radar. I, I mean, you could look at a lot of these guys that come into this, the league, and you know you're going to have a couple of bad games. I wouldn't be out on him because of no, how no, he played no. against Notre I, Dame. No, and I'm not. I'm just those those are the data points when you look at Absolutely. his history as a player. Absolutely. Those are his worst performances. You know, Trust me, like I talked about in the manner in which they have to make this evaluation of their own quarterback up at Hallis Hall now, mm-hmm. and it's a really in-depth evaluation. Like You're looking down in distance. You're looking at decision-making. Yes. You're not just looking at a stat line. But They're going to go through the same process with this kid yeah. and all of the quarterbacks. Yeah, and they should. And yes, they will. absolutely. But, yeah, I'm still a believer that you take a chance on greatness and there's actually a Chris Long piece of audio I want to play for you that leads me more into the direction of why I would see, like to I've see the seen Bears. what I have seen from him is is I've seen him play um kind of I've seen him play from the pocket outside the pocket I've seen him play Caleb, that is yeah. yes off platform on platform and I've seen him with anticipatory throws I've seen him do some of the stuff that you would say, well, that's advanced for a college quarterback. And again, I'm not telling you it's all perfect, mm-hmm. but throwing a guy open, I, I, I've seen instances of that. I've seen him throw the ball into windows and stuff. Here, let me. Has uh, he taken chances? 
I think, yeah, there's no question that, that he has made some mistakes. Even when taking chances, I think his touchdown-to-interception ratio was 30-5 to five this year. Yeah, and he's been criticized for not having nearly as good a year as he had last he year. He had fumbles, and yeah. that's something that he'll have to clean up. Yes, when he won the Heisman last year. You know, they, listen, you go back and for another year, he didn't have a choice, right? You go back, there's bound to be people who, you know, start to put you under a microscope and really pick away at some of your weaknesses but the reality is how you know how big of a weakness is it truly when he's capable of all that he is uh, I, I thought there's interesting this is part of the reason why like I, I would say this too real quick before you go yeah, to that go ahead. interceptions were an issue with Jordan Love in college it was a problem with him mm-hmm. we've talked about you know Caleb Williams not being as good against some higher competition and, and they played it at the end of the day as much as they were throwing the ball he still only threw five picks yes so yeah, and Patrick Mahomes had issues throwing interceptions in college. He was always trying to keep Texas Tech in games where he knew the defense was going to give up a lot of points, and so he was more willing to take chances. This is from Chris Long. He was on with Kevin Clark. Kevin Clark's show. This Kyle's is Kyle's older brother. Yes, Kyle's older brother, Chris. Um, Kevin Clark hosts. Uh, this is football. Uh, on ESPN, the Omaha production, Peyton Manning's company. He had Chris Long on, and he wanted to know, okay, so what's something that people in the media who talk about football, what's something you, Chris Long, would like to like people to be aware of? And it specifically, he referenced context mattering in every factor. I know this is something that you've been a big proponent of. Yeah. And then he went on specifically to talk about quarterback play. And Cam Newton has said, hey, you know, all this idea of being a game manager, right? Like that was a hot button topic for a lot of people. Chris Long talked about it with Kevin Clark. There are guys that can win in any context. They can be the reason that you win. And there are guys that need things to be right for them to play at an elite level. And there's a spectrum of game managers that makes up 85% of the league. There are six guys, four to six guys, um, you know, the, the, the minority of players at that position that don't need that context right. They can give you a fighting chance. But as you can see with Patrick Mahomes, yep. even that's the case. That's something you've been a pro- proponent of for a long time, right? Like you've told it, you can context matters for guys like Kirk Cousins, for yeah. guys like Matthew Stafford. Yes. Matthew Stafford has won a Super Bowl in the right context when surrounded by the right talent. And he's got a lot of arm talent himself. More importantly, though, I thought that what stood out. What I thought Matthew Stafford needed was a defense. Yes. Well, I mean, that's where he was. Like, when he played in Detroit, mm -hmm. they never ranked in the top five or top ten in in defense. And they had offensive line issues. He got killed so many times. But it was not like you were always – I was comfortable with him as a quarterback. I didn't really necessarily say that his lack of postseason success was only his fault. He could only do so much without the defense to kind of carry their weight as well. So to get back, though, to the four to six guys who can do it a little bit on their own, I think that's right. There's Mahomes, there's Joe Burrow, there's Josh Allen, and now you can start to talk about like whether or not you believe in Justin Herbert being one of those guys. I know there's some critics because Lamar, he, when he's healthy. I was going to say Lamar, and that is probably it. Now, there's other guys who are on the come, guys like C.J. Stroud, who you maybe believe in. But guys like Dak, Dak, Hurts, and Purdy, I think they need what they have to be great, like what they're currently surrounded by. 
I think the, the 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 four that I gave you, maybe five, Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Herbert, and Lamar Jackson. I think those are the guys right now who I look at and say they can do it almost by themselves. But, yeah, you'd still like to have more helping them. And when you do give them more talent, you with Patrick Mahomes, you can see they can go win multiple Super Bowls. But if you don't have that, you see this year with Patrick Mahomes, if he doesn't have enough receiving help, even things go awry. But what I'm saying is I think Caleb Williams, maybe Drake May, I don't know, both those guys have a chance to maybe be in that four to six category. At this point, I don't think it's Justin so hard Fields, to tell. I don't think Justin Fields has a chance to be there. That's why if you have the opportunity as the Bears to go pick one of these four to six guys, I think you have to take the chance on greatness. That's, that's fair. where I'm at. It's fair. Anyway, we hijack we hijacked. Tyler, what is it? No, no, that's good conversation there. I want to get to a broader point. We kind of talked about the Niners Ravens game that's coming up this weekend. But quick straw poll. I think I know the answer. Do we all are we all in agreement the Niners are the best team in football I right now? I think they are, and I, I think it's by a fairly significant margin. I, like I think the Ravens are good. I think the Bills are playing, or I think they've kind of reestablished themselves as. I wouldn't want to play them right now. I know they're like the nine seed in the AFC, but I wouldn't want to play yeah. them. Uh, Dallas at home is tough. Like I said, the Ravens. Miami, you know, is is fairly scary in a lot of ways, especially if they're but, at like home. they don't play. They've they don't they have, have a good yet. win on their on their schedule. Miami so. will go a long way again if they if Miami can win uh, the AFC or be I mean be the number one seed. They will have proven in these last three games that they can change the narrative. Again, yeah. they have the Ravens, Cowboys, and Bills. Yeah, and really the only way for the Dolphins to win the AFC, they're going to have to probably. Bare minimum win two of those three games, but probably have to win all yeah. three. So we so. all agree, though, that the Niners by far and yes. away the best team in football I, I, right now. That's how I'm I just confirming it. Um, who is second? Who is closest to the Niners right now? Well, it's hard. You know, it feels like I, I'm with Waddle. It, you know, I, the Buffalo Bills might be my pick, um, which is you know, and I find myself, you know, they beat the Chiefs. Yes, they 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 boat raced the Cowboys. Yes. They should have beaten the Eagles. If their kicker doesn't miss a couple, and jo- then they're and, on a four-game win streak. And Waddle, if their kicker doesn't miss a couple, and if Jake Elliott doesn't hit a 61-yarder yeah. as time expires. To in the elements. In, yeah. Yeah, in some crazy... Like, listen, kudos to Jake Elliott, local product, who made that kick, but yeah. that was some unfortunate luck for the Bills. I would say the Ravens, probably. The Ravens and the Bills would be the two teams that I would think were next. I still... Like, I, I'm not a complete believer in the, in the Ravens just yet. Like, I, well, listen, I'm I think with it's you. Fair. I'm not there yet. I, I am, but like the, the you are. For, no, I, I'm saying to you at the moment, like we'll find out a lot about them Sunday against against the 49ers. I think. Yes, you're right. But I just think when you watch the Niners play, that is that team is is head and shoulders above everybody from my perspective. And then I think you could put some other teams in a hat. I would probably give the Ravens the benefit of the doubt after. But I would, I, I would throw the Bills in there. Look, I'm not quitting on the Chiefs. Chiefs defense has been really good this year. The Lions don't do anything for me. Um, the Cowboys at home are hard. I, the Eagles, I thought the Eagles were going to go out to Seattle and win that game. The fact that they, you just see how, how vulnerable their defense Absolutely. is and their quarterback isn't 100% healthy. Yeah. I think outside of the 49ers, it's kind of up for grabs. I will say, for accuracy's sake, I do want to mention that that Niners Ravens game, Ravens game is actually going to conclude 
the week, week uh, 16 Is that a Monday nighter? It's Monday oh, night. Sorry, Monday Christmas. Night. Christmas evening. Yeah. The 7-15 ESPN game on Monday Night Football, but it's Christmas, so that will be the Ravens at the Niners. So great way to cap off the weekend of... Uh, yeah, I guess I, great I way mean, to cap off your Christmas. I don't yeah. know how many people like want football to close out their Christmas. And they're five-point favorite at home. The Niners are, the, yeah. The Niners are. Um, yeah, I think the AFC is wide open because the, the Chiefs haven't been good enough this year for people to feel confident in picking them. So I think the second best team, at least that I, I, I mean, would is anyone bear, like, Look, I like the I, the Lions had a no. decisive win over the Broncos. Whatever. Recently, I, I that's a team that I give you credit. You're ten and four. You pointed out the defense is very defense vulnerable. bottom five. Yeah, I, like I would take the Cowboys and the Eagles over them. Absolutely. Absolutely. But really, that's... Yeah, so there's no one in the NFC that really scares you. Because um, the Cowboys, they keep getting crushed by the Niners every time they go up against them. So, yeah. Well, I, it's got to go through. Everything's got to go through, through San San for, or, uh, th- uh, through Dallas if you want Dallas to get to where they're going to go. Well, and, and yeah. And so I don't think that's going to happen. Losing and, to the Bills definitely hurt that. I say, yes. and ultimately, I think the Bills, if they make the playoffs, are the scariest team um, who might be able to hang with the Niners. But we'll see. I tell you a team that I don't think people really are f- thrilled about facing. They're not great, but if you face the Rams right now, mm-hmm. yeah, they Sean, play good defense. Sean McVay's Sean always McVay's gonna, a good coach. He's going to give you a chance offensively. Stafford's spinning it pretty well. They almost beat the Ravens. They, I mean, you should well maybe should have at Baltimore in horrible condition. And if he continues to get healthier, Cooper Cup, yeah, like the like in the middle. Of the, honestly, the last couple of weeks he's finally started to look closer to the player he was. When they did win the Super Bowl with Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams, uh, Kyron Williams has been a nice little find for them uh, now that he's back and healthy running for them. So, yes. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, like Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, that's what, the top three duo in football? I would. AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. I would say Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Yeah. yeah. Um, I listened. Uh, uh, the kids in San Francisco, Ayuk and, Cincy. and Samuel. Let's not forget Chase and Higgins yeah. if they're healthy. I mean, they're they're you know they're definitely top ten, maybe top seven. But what else you got? All right, so this was Mike Florio earlier today. He was kind of diving into a little bit of a potential divorce between the Steelers and the and and Mike Tomlin, their head coach. And this is something I also heard earlier on Greeny Brook Pryor, the NFL Nation Steelers reporter, said this is something that. Probably has is the biggest divide between national perception versus local perception, and they feel there is a real chance that Mike Tomlin will force his way out at the end of the year, and not just that, but his contract's up in 2025, so he could just say I'm walking at the end, and that's why the Steelers would be more agreeable to look for a trade for a guy like Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Before he leaves without getting anything? Yes, so you at least get something in return here. Could you see the Bears trying to trade for Mike Tomlin? I don't think the Bears are an organization that would give up draft capital for a coach. How about this? What if Justin Fields is a part of the trade? I still don't. I, I don't know how they that they would well, handle that. So Charles Robinson told us that, like you know, kind of like three and a five is basically what he's heard from a lot of GMs about what Fields' open market value could be. I think if Justin plays well the next three games, that may change. Might go up to a second. Yeah, I, I think that's perfectly logical, especially depending on what teams 
don't end up with a top 10 pick but might need some quarterback help, a.k.a. the Atlanta Falcons where he's from, Georgia. So like that seems like a good match. So you could see a team like the Falcons trading a second-round pick for Fields if they don't get a quarterback in the draft. So that seems... I, I like Mike Tomlin. I like the idea of the Bears hiring Mike Tomlin. I don't like the idea of them trading, especially because here's the thing. We know their first-round pick is going to be very high. Yeah, They're not going to trade their first-round pick. Like, no. You're not going to trade that for Mike Tomlin. What did they? What did they have to trade? Sean Payton for Sean Payton. They traded the. It was Saint, a first. Uh, a two, it was like 29. It was a first and a second. Yeah, currently our and then first they got picks back are a third. Are one <laughs> and five. No thanks. Yeah, I mean, like I love Mike Tomlin as a head coach. I also would want to know who you bring in as your OC, because they've had offensive coordinator problems since. Bruce Arians, haven't they? Yeah. Like I was just going through that. Like their record has been fine. But they really haven't been a true player since 2020, right? When well, yeah. Ben, Big Ben, ben when, when Ben was when on the last team was collapsing at the end, they yeah. were one and done and, in the and playoffs. And they got yeah. smoked by the Browns and Baker Mayfield. Remember, May- Mayfield went crazy through like four or five touchdowns. Right. So it's been a while since offensively they have really done anything that is overly impressive, right? Correct. And the truth is, listen. He, they got boat raced by Kansas City in 2021, 42 21 in the wild card game. I mean, in so, 2020, like you said, they got beat by Cleveland 48 37. Roethlisberger actually threw for 500 yards that game. But that was the last year where that offense, the, the Steeler offense, really was impressive. I think Ben threw for over 30 boy. touchdowns that season. Wow. Mike Tomlin has been the Pittsburgh Steelers head coach for 17 yeah. seasons. They've only had three coaches in the history of the, the, oh, the I'm, organization. I'm well aware. Bill Cowher and Chuck, Chuck Noll. Um, but do you. I, I mean, you the the stat, of course, that goes hand in hand with Mike Tomlin. He's never had a losing season, right. As the head coach, however, in 17 seasons, I mean, I know it's, it's only one, but he, he's won one Super Bowl. They got to another Super Bowl that they lost in back in 2010. Um, They're upset by the Jags that one year with Blake Bortles in the yes. AFC divisional that, round? Correct. That was Were they the one seed that year? I believe so, yeah. And the, yeah, then the, the Patriots ended up going to the Super Bowl that year. I mean, mm. they've had issues with guys, too. I mean, like, whether it's Pickens this year, Deontay Johnson was also, you know. The, Chase Claypool, Chase we know Claypool. firsthand here. Antonio Brown. I think, he's, I think he's, he, he's great. He's a Hall of Famer. But Mike Tomlin. Yeah, I don't know that, like, especially he's, since you have he's, such high draft picks. I know. He's 51. He's a, and By the way, his career record is 170 and 100. He's 70 games yeah. over 500. Oh, a 629 win percentage Just, and a Super Bowl. What are you going to give up? Yeah, You're going to give up the fifth pick no. of the draft? Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. And they don't have a second this year. The Bears don't because they traded it for Montez Sweat. I mean, can you get a deal done for a third? Or no, I guess no, 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 no. Not when not, when Sean Payton was traded. Sure. Well, for this is the interesting thing from Justin Florio. He says, what did Florio say? He it says would cost? surely it wouldn't take that much to get Tomlin. Really? Not for because Payton. of the leverage that Tomlin holds. Because he's only got one year left, so he doesn't have to like. He can tell them, "Hey, I want to leave." It's kind of an expiring deal. Like that's the way they're looking at it. Fascinating. Listen. If it, I can't, I like again. We, you get the first pick of the draft and the fifth pick of the draft. I'm not giving up of either course. of those for a coach. If if Mike, what? But what if this is Justin Fields for Mike Tomlin? 
Does that intrigue you at what all? What if you did Fields and then the Panthers second next year? Ah, or your second next year? I don't like giving up another high pick. I'd say, like, if I can sell it. Like, but if you've Fields, got two second round picks? I know, but I don't. That's a high pick. If, if I can give up Fields, who I think can net you back a second, and get Mike Tomlin as your head coach? Interesting. That'd be the first. Has a player ever been traded for a coach? I don't think so. In the history no, of the NFL? I really don't think so. It's an interesting thought. Can't we just wait until he decides to leave and then, you, <laughs> then you know, in 2025? Got to wait a year. Well, if you're, so you can bring him back Matt Eberflus for a year, though? You, you'd, no. be, <laughs> you'd be paying three coaches at that point. I don't care about that. I know. Yeah. But they do. Owners but do. I don't. Yeah, they do, uh, but I don't. Ah, uh, good stuff, Aki. We got a lot. Real of- quick, can I get one, yes, one more in on, for you here? All right, it. this is floating around the internet here. Maybe you've seen it, but there's this picture, all right? It's got a red button and a green button. You hit the red button, you get automatically a million dollars. That's all, all right? You hit the green button, you have a 50% chance at $50 million. Are you hitting the red button? Instant one million's coming out of the cash register for you? Or... You're flipping a coin for $50 million. I'm a gambler. I'm rolling for 50. I know where you're going, Waddle. I'd probably roll the dice for the 50 as well. How about you, Tyler? million? I I think I have more of the gambler's mentality like you, Miller. I'm probably hit, I'm hitting the green button. You know, 50-50, right? True 50-50. True 50-50. 50% chance. I'm drinking either way. Here's the thing, though. Like, like, like if I if I if it, if it's it's a no go, I'm drinking. If it's know, fifty million, I'm drinking. You know what the thing is too with inflation? Like mil- a million dollars is like the classic. Like don't a million do dollars. Don't, don't be no, that guy no. that yeah, says yeah, yeah. a million dollars is not. It's, it's life changing money. But here's the thing: a million dollars you cannot live on for the rest of your life in all likelihood. Well, but, you're gonna have to pay taxes too. No, why, not why, on no, this. Oh, this is free? the button. This it's is the button. button. No taxes. We're playing. We're it's living in the lottery. hypothetical world of well, the button. Well, that's a lot more money then. It's a million dollars. Why? Well, no, but a million dollars. If somebody, if you earned a million dollars, you I ain't know. taking home a million dollars. I get it. But my point is still a million dollars. You can't live on for the rest of your life. No, fifty million dollars. You're living on for the rest of your life. Yeah, I'm gonna hit the button. Yeah, the green I'm one. Gamble. I'm gonna gamble. You're gonna hit yeah. the green one. Yeah, I'm gonna gamble. Yeah. I'm what? with you. Green You're basically Damn gambling with a million dollars. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I guess, yeah. Well, I, you're giving me a million dollars if I hit this button. M- my buddy's dad is a math teacher, and he presented it to him. Mm-hmm. And he thought that his dad would say, you take the million no matter what, just because it's like it's instant cash. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. And he's a smart financial guy, too. Yeah. Um, but he said no. Like the, actually, the math says take the fi- take the fifty Love million it. probability. Well, because you know, it's such a significantly higher right. amount. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know? You know, and who, the fifty percent. It's not like it's a twenty percent. Yes, it's a right. 50, exactly. true fifty fifty. I guarantee you, he would think differently if the if it was one million or five million or even ten million. Right. Yeah. But yeah. because it's fifty yeah. million, you know who would uh, take the fifty? Brandon Staley. Play the probability. No, he's reckless. And, and you know what? He's not he'd aggressive. Lose. I tried to he'd tell lose. you guys three years. I know. He's not aggressive. Uh, he's reckless. All right. 312 332 3776. If you want to chime in about the red or green button, you can do that. There was also something interesting uttered by Cameron Diaz, which was funny because Tyler Aki in our meeting said, I haven't heard her name in five years. Yeah, I haven't we'll either. Bring it to the table coming up next. Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back. 
follow the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at TWaddle87. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Tyler had a very interesting point in there. Again. And that was? He said, you know, based on it's National Signing Day. Yes. There's, there's more than one, right? There's more than one. There's National one signing. today. Yeah. Yeah, this is new. This is like within the last five, seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one an early signing day, which is today. The second uh, Wednesday, in, or the third Wednesday in December. And then there's another that's in January. Right. But I'm looking right now, and I was like, hmm. I wonder if guys are signing today with Michigan because that could be an indicator of whether or not Jim Harbaugh is going to be back with the Wolverines. And I'm looking through right now, and as of what was this four about four thirty today, only one commit has yet to sign with Michigan. What so does that, that mean? That would kind of tell you that Jim Harbaugh is probably going back to Michigan. Okay, so you otherwise, had guys. If all, no, no, all you, these guys could hold out and wait because. You would know at that point if Jim Harbaugh is probably going to leave because he'd start taking interviews that week. And the fact that all but one are signing today, to me, signals Harbaugh is probably going back to Michigan. Or or you're comfortable that his offensive coordinator, who if in fact Sharon would Moore, leave, yeah. that Sharon Moore would take over the That's program true and you feel good mm-hmm. about or, it. Or Michigan has sent, said, uh, said a number that's so lucrative to you when it comes to NIL. Oh, that's true as well. That, that you feel you comfortable. Care. Yeah. And that's and that, true. Like, like that's the thing. That's the game changer that I don't think we have a grasp on there anyway. Here's kids. the problem, uh, though. There's a, kid, there's a kid who I know. I don't know what's been what's been said or what hasn't been said or what's legal. So I, I will refuse to name the kid and the the where the information came from. But I believe I was told that one kid was given $2 million a year mm-hmm. to come to a sp- specific school. Not like, again, I'm not trying to, I've, I'm not suggesting I'm hiding I think government been, secrets. And but, no, I think it's been reported even larger numbers for. Yeah, I, and other, I don't know what's been like, publicized think, well, and what the, hasn't, but. Matt, Matt Rule said a, a quarterback, the quarterback, quarterback in the transfer portal was four. Costs, uh, a million? One to two million. Oh, yeah. One to, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that stuff is out there. So maybe and and maybe you're not hearing those numbers for everybody, but maybe you're hearing like half, if you're a, a if, if you're a, a a desirable recruit, like a top fifteen recruit, yes, you're probably getting in excess of two to three or four million dollars per year. Yes, to go, go to a school. Football. Now I will say this: two million Mi- a year, maybe. Michigan has been one of those schools that hasn't been diving into NIL. And you're seeing guys leave Michigan because, because the they're money. not committed to the NIL like the other schools and the SEC and all well, that. I know are. Boston College is not a huge participant in the NIL right. either in the ACC. And, and it's you don't see a lot. Linemen. Like I'm looking right now at Michigan's transfer so far. And again, it's still like there's still a lot of time left in the transfer cycle, but they only have one transfer as of now. Interesting. So it's that usually you transfer because Dion of NIL. How do the early signing? How did Colorado do? Uh, I haven't do? looked yet. Um, let me take a look at where Colorado is for their class. I saw the number one recruit. Wasn't it the number one recruit in the it's country? Going to Ohio State. Going to Ohio right? State. Yeah. He's a wide receiver, right? Yes. From mm-hmm. Florida? Colorado's 21st in recruiting. Wow. I thought it would be higher. They're two spots behind Michigan. Who's Michigan one? is 19. Who's one? One is Georgia. 
Who's two? Who's top five? You got Georgia, Bama, Texas, Miami, Oregon. All schools that are probably paying top dollar in the yeah. NIL. Mm-hmm. I and mean, we know Miami is. Miami right. has built a program right. that is uh, all of their sports, yes. not just football. It's men's and women's basketball. It's baseball. It's everything is all built around NIL. Wow. Well, and this is where, too, you see, you know, we know all those teams, all those SEC teams and big programs are spending big money, but they're also the teams that are routinely in the playoffs. So it's the combination of if you're an elite-level player, right. you know the SEC is paying top dollar. And, oh, by the way, you know it's probably your best chance to win. It's a kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, it's, it's, it's win-win. You know, it's basically, do I want to go play for Georgia, Alabama, or Texas? Right. If they I want to win, and I want to get paid. And they all want me. Yeah. So uh, this was interesting. So Cameron Diaz, you may recall her from There's Something About Mary, yes. um, The Mask. Um, How old is Cameron Diaz? I think she's in her early 50s. Is she I'm really? Mistaken, if I'm not mistaken. She is 51. Good call. All right, so there you go. So And she has not been doing films as frequently as she was i'll say 10 years ago but she was on the lipstick on the rim podcast excuse me you're familiar with lipstick on i'm the rim? not who is that no no you know don't who, who is it yeah, I, i'm no, not no, I'm i have no idea the idea just the idea of lipstick on the rim you're familiar with nope um so she was on that podcast and she had an interesting idea which definitely triggered some thoughts from us during the pre-show fist fight. So here's Cameron Diaz on couples living in separate rooms. We should normalize like separate bedrooms. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. About it. If you're your true, you're like, I would just meet. And that's the, to me, way, like I would literally like I have my house. You have yours. We have the family house in the middle. I will go and sleep in my my room. You go sleep in your room. I'm fine. Separate bedrooms for couples and married Couples as well. Not just couples, but those who are cohabitating. And you guys were all big no, fans no, no. of what, that. What was your thought? Your thought initially I was... I mean, it's like... I don't think it's the strangest thing in the world I've ever heard, but mm-hmm. it's not something my wife and I, I don't believe, would be advocates of. So, Danny Zetterman and I both thought that this idea was not bad. And the idea of normalizing it also would make it possible to... Well, if your schedules are different, right? That was part of the reason why Danny said he was an advocate. Yes. Uh, He and his wife, Diana, both seem to live different lives when they go to bed. Danny, of course, is up very early in the morning. He goes to bed, I think he said usually around 10, 10 And his wife, Diana, doesn't usually roll into bed until like 2 a.m. And Danny's up at like 5, 4 or 5 in the morning. And, you know, Di is sleeping in until 7, 8 pretty regularly. So they are on separate schedules. I also am somewhat of a night owl. I generally go to sleep around midnight, 1 a.m., and then I get up with the kids around 7, 7.30 in the morning. Yeah. My wife, Michelle. My wife. My wife, Michelle, she generally goes to bed around 9.30 or 10. Ooh, that's early. Yeah, and she's up at 6-ish. When my wife's been out of town, I've been in bed by 9.30 every night. So, but it's not just the schedules. I also prefer it be a little bit warmer when I go to bed. Now, I'm not, I don't like it like 72. Well, why don't you put an extra blanket on your I side? I do. I actually do. I have, we have why don't a, you wear pajamas or something when you go to bed? I, I, don't need, I need to be unencumbered when I go to sleep. Okay, I, well, I then don't, just I don't like, put a nice wool blanket on your I, side. So we have a duvet comforter. Well, I'm sure you do. Uh-huh. And then in addition to that, I also have a, a warm fleece-like blanket that I also there you go. throw over the duvet comforter because my wife likes to keep... Our bedroom at like 65 degrees when Ooh, we that's go to cool. sleep. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cold. Let and me so, ask you a question, though. 
Mm-hmm. Um, is either one of you like a heavy sleeper or a light sleeper? And does one of you like to keep the TV on and the lights bother? No, we, we, we pretty much no TV and we have blackout shades. Well, then there's no reason for you guys to be in separate rooms. Well, because it's the temperature is the biggest thing. Put a blanket on. I have the blanket on. And the moment the blanket creeps, even on, like like maybe she's trying to send you a signal. Perhaps. Get out of my bed. It's possible. But it drives me crazy because she'll immediately, if it slips onto her side, she'll immediately like try to throw it back off of me. What ends up happening is is the blanket will then start to pull off the bed, which will then also pull the duvet comforter like off of me. And so as the night progresses and the blanket starts to eventually, because of gravity, pull the other blanket, I feel like this extra weight on me as I sleep. So not only am I getting colder because the not blanket, just not, not but just also, literally, but figuratively, yeah, the extra weight is yes, starting to weigh on It's you. heavy. So yeah. I always get frustrated because in the middle of the night, frequently so I'll think, wake up. You think your, your solution is to sleep in a different room? I'm open to the possibility and idea because here's the other thing. When we're going to bed, I, I'll give her, you know, I'll kiss, kiss her goodnight, cuddle, whatever. But then we go to our separate sides when we eventually want to go to sleep. Like, I'm all the way on the one end of the bed. She's all the way on the other end of the bed. We're just, we're, we're, in, a, we're in a bed, but we're on separate sides. So, it's, it could very easily say, okay, why not just set up like the Flintstones and have two single beds in the same room? Well, this again, this gets back to the temperature. I could go to a, another room. But you don't have to worry about any of the, com- the, the cover manipulation. If I have a separate bed? Yeah. I mean, I could Why do that. Why don't you guys but... get bunk beds? Oh, so many activities. Exactly. You could have bunk beds. Just great. Do aerobics in here? Yeah. It'd be great. Hmm. Look, you do you is what I, I mean. Like, I, this is you my, do... that's my motto in life is you do you. You well, live how so you want to live. So when Kara is home, how much of the bed are you guys overlapping? Is there, are, is her, does she sleep like I'm in your always, arms? I, I, no. No. Sorry, are you guys on separate sides as well? Kind yeah. of like I just well, what described. What do you mean? Well, I don't sleep in like entangled like well, that's, snakes. Like that's what Danny said. Basically, Di no. wants to spoon every night, and he's in the, he can't wait until the moment when she falls asleep where he can push her I away. I move around a lot because like my body hurts, so like I'm I need to, I just need to be. I'm obviously the one that's closest to the door, as she says. If anybody yes. breaks into the house, I want you to be the person that gets yeah. mauled yeah. first. It's like the idea of like, that yeah. is such a great if, thought, isn't it? No, if, listen. If you're ever being chased by a bear, you don't have to outrun the bear. You just need just to outrun don't run your spouse. The person with you. Yes. Yeah. Um, let's. Anthony's on the south side has a thought on this. <laughs> Anthony, you're on Waddle and Sylvia. What's up, man? Yeah, there's a difference in temperature in the room. It's not about being in different rooms. It's sleeping with two separate blankets. It's a game changer. Two separate blankets. Now, here's the problem, Anthony. You crawl in your own like little wool cocoon, uh, sleeping, little sleeping bag, sleeping bag inside. I don't want to sleep in a sleeping bag every night. Here's the thing, though: the duvet comforter on the bed. It's so big, like you can't really. It's hard to divvy up, right? That's on the bed. It, it would be hard not to like to push it on her side and then have my own separate blanket. Do you know what I'm saying? It's such a big comforter. It kind of overtakes the entire bed. Yeah, I get that, but somehow you never have the blankets anyway, so it's like you might as well just get your own. Yeah, like I said, I, I do have a separate blanket. Well, yeah, we do too. The problem is, like I said, frequently if it if it creeps onto her side at all, where it's on top of her body, she like immediately wakes up and like tosses it over the other over the edge, basically. And now I'm stuck waking up in the middle of the night without my blanket because I'm freezing. I will tell you this: I've got icicles on my nose. The 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 only thing that would actually, and thanks for the call, Anthony, that would be a, an impediment to 
everybody getting a good night's sleep is my 14-year-old dog snores like a 90-year-old man. <laughs> and she sleeps in our bed. Oh, does she? Yes. She snores is like it, unlike she, anything you've ever seen. She's a little 14-pound poodle. She snores like a grown-ass man. <laughs> and so Love much it. so that like when, when we're not there and like my kids are watching the dog or someone, they can't believe how loud she is when she sleeps. Let's bring in Black and Abdallah for crosstalk. They both have spouses. We'll see if they'd be open to the idea of having separate bedrooms. We'll do that next here on ESPN 1000. Steinhoffel's year-end sale only happens once a year. This is the best time to get unheard-of deals on closeouts and one-of-a-kind merchandise. Lots of things I could think of, like sofas, love seats, beds, dining sets, mattresses. It all has to go. There's no better time than now to buy the furniture you've been waiting for. And with Steinhoffel's 60-month special financing, your new room just got more affordable. It's the year-end sale at Steinhoffel's. Shop online at steinhoffel's.com and in-store at one of their four Chicagoland locations, Vernon Hills, Crystal Lake, Downers Grove, and Harwood Heights. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Too many to choose from, Waddle. Crosstalk, which we bring Black and Abdallah in now for, is brought to you by Steinhoffels. All right, gentlemen, so I teased it. Would you be open? You would like a uh, penis ornament hey, for your that, tree. That seems to be the hot combo here in the uh, studio when we walked in. You guys are searching uh, ornaments? No, no. That was a conversation from earlier. This hot conversation was about whether or not you think it should be normalized, as Cameron Diaz said, that married couples should be fine with separate bedrooms. I said, for like Meller suggested that the temperature is a problem in his room. I said, just bunk cold. beds. 65 degrees. Bunk oh, beds. That's perfect. That's smart. That's I love perfect that. sleeping bunk beds. Weather. If you don't like it, you can stay up top and you get your own <laughs> yeah. comforter. So, nevertheless, you're like Fred we Flintstone. also stumbled on the idea of your schedule. Depending on whether yeah. what time you go to bed, that can also yeah, right, be problematic. Right. Mm-hmm. Would you guys, or do you, are you or open you like to, to go idea? to bed watching some porn and she's going to bed at 9 o'clock because <laughs> she's got to get up for an early meeting in the morning? What if she's the one watching the porn? Yeah, normalize women. Yeah, what do you do porn, there? Well. I'm just saying. I'm one not kink shaming. I'm not. I'm not shaming. Mm-hmm. I'm just giving you a scenario. Anyway, would you guys be open to see, sleeping in separate bedrooms, or do you guys enjoy the cuddling and would not want to even entertain the notion? Where are we? Uh, I don't think it has to necessarily bedroom? be cuddling that would keep you in the same bed. Where, where's who's the home, home field advantage? Is yeah, that what you're whose asking? bedroom are we? Yeah. Uh, is it there a third matter. bedroom? Is that a third oh, wow. bedroom? No. I think it doesn't set, matter. You, that sets up for a perfect home and away. Yeah. If you're gonna, no, this is, the way this you're is, no, this you is one schedule, of those sites. So we have equal time? No, this is one of those sites, a neutral site. Neutral site. Neutral site game. It's like a ball game. Knock on your neighbor's door. Hey, can we use your bedroom for like 30 seconds? I, I don't. Uh, I don't have a problem a man with, it. with a young child. <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. it it's not something we do. Uh, we yeah. we are in the same room. Good same sleepers bed. together. Good yeah. sleepers. Yeah. We have a routine down. The dog lays across my legs no one's got and annoys legs. me. It's it's no problem. It's <laughs> yeah. uh, we're this is how we do it. I'm with you. And it's I said good. you do you. If you yeah. guys want to sleep like the Flintstones, sleep like the Flintstones. I don't care. Yeah, it, do, it doesn't bother it, me. Oh, I'm not gonna I love Lucy. cast aspersions yeah. at yeah. you. Lucille Ball, Desi Arnaz. Yeah. Do you guys do this when when one uh, of us is sick? We go in the other room. Yeah. So yes. like we we occasionally do that yeah, just yeah. because we don't want to keep the other person up all night. Well, I've, either that or like get um, them sick. 
you know, we've uh, I, I had COVID. We've all had COVID at a certain point. So you, you stay in the other side, the other room for a while. It, it's no big deal. It yeah. doesn't bother me. No, we went opposite when I had COVID. It was like, <laughs> you had a COVID she, party. You just, she, like, she was you like, made she was sure like, she had it too. She was like, nah, let's get this out of Let the way. Let me coffee in your face. Well, no, you know what it was? It was before our two friends. We had back-to-back weddings for oh, our friends. And it was like three weeks before those weddings. Yeah, you so she was like, let's just do this and get this out of the way. Yeah, she got COVID. Yeah, it's like the old-fashioned <laughs> chicken pox party. Yeah, yeah right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. I think it, it, Cameron Diaz uh, being, uh, she's out there going viral right now because she said that today. Yeah. It, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah, whatever you want. I what? do think, you know, the old joke from like, what, the 50s where your grandparents had two separate, yeah. small beds in the same uh, room. That's that, what I said to Mallor. That's hilarious. Yeah, though. get separate singles. You don't I want a single bed. The, like, what are you, six? I have seen the trend. I think it's Bunk like some then. European thing where <laughs> they have, get a race car, she can have a Barbie bed. That's what. So there's no uh, yeah. fighting over the covers. You just do two comforters in the bed. That's so you basic. each get your yeah, own comforter. I can see that. That's I can see it. Yeah, that's one of one of our callers suggested the idea of separate blankets. I would do that. Do you guys do the the power rollover where you grab the blanket and when you when you roll it, you take it like all with you? Like an alligator, like yeah. the death roll. Yeah, you just take it all yeah. with you. <laughs> we have separate out. blankets. Like you you're underneath one, but then if you want a separate blanket, yeah. like yeah. you each have a separate yeah. blanket on top. A different comforter. I like yeah. that. That's good. I could do that. What about uh, the Do other? Do you order your penis ornament for your tree? Yeah, you're going to. I, well, you're I don't going, know if it'll get Indy. I don't know if it'll get here in time. Well, send it to Indy. Oh, I Amazon. Yeah. You can get that. Not, to, not by tomorrow. Are exactly. Exactly. Listen, are you going to your relatives? Are you going to your relatives? Yeah. He's so right. what you do is you buy a penis ornament. Yeah. And you put do it in the tree and see if they recognize it at any point. And then the conversation piece. Oh my God! Who put a penis ornament on our Christmas tree? They probably get a kick out of it. Right. So do it. Do it. Go. I have to get. One. We'll order it. It won't get here. I gotta send it there. No, I got a couple extra ones. You want me to send it? Amazon. You can get it done. I'm leaving tomorrow. Okay, order it today. Yeah, Yeah. send it there. Yeah, they're not gonna know that it's a penis ornament. Doesn't say. Hey, here's your penis ornament on the box full of penis. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's shaped like a penis when it arrives. No, (laughs) that would be a weird package. You know know what it is? It's you know what it is. It's a penis inside a box and. Peanut packing. Oh, well, no, what, sometimes a little package. Sometimes thing. Amazon will just send you the box as the Directly. box, right? What yeah. if that's how they send it? It's just so no, delivering in, in the box. You in, guys in, know the line. It arrives in discreet packaging. Yes, yeah, right. yeah, sure. Yeah, right. yeah. No one will know. Yeah, it's your penis ornament that is surrounded by packaged peanuts. You know how they keep it nice mm-hmm. and so it doesn't break. <laughs> It's made of glass. What do you gents have coming up? I'm blacking up dollars this. this uh, tonight, we will have our 2023 time capsule show. Ooh. So uh, people will place things starting at 7 o'clock. You'll place things in our time capsule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like there a penis ornament. Waddle, you want to know how could? old we are? This is our 15th time doing this wow, at the station. You guys are not the young guys that you no. once were. Well, yeah, our we're... first year, we found out, the first year we did a time capsule because it was a podcast first. <laughs> Jack was in second grade. Come not on. even kidding. That's not a joke. I could hear someone laughing Jack through the door. Was in he was in the second grade, grade when we first did this little bit in uh, 2008. You guys are old, man. Yeah, yeah that seven, that's seven or eight years old, right? Uh, yeah. Second grade. Yeah. yeah. Pretty right. good. Good stuff. All right. Time capsule episode of Black and Abdallah.
for 2023. All right, boys, we will be listening. Thanks to Justin Pottinger and Tyler Aki for producing. Thanks to Jeff Joniak for joining us as well. Hope the ornament gets to you. And Tyler, thank, thank you, you. Waddle, for uh, letting me sit in hey, with you. Hey, always great to have you, Mallard. Thanks for filling in. You look great today. It's my a nice sweater shirt combo. Here's hoping you lose in your fantasy football matchup this Kiss my week. Ass. All right. Black and Abdallah up next. This is ESPN 1000. See you guys.